Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus edition of Electoral Dysfunction. We're going to talk very briefly about, you may have heard, that there's not one but two Senate races happening in the great state of Georgia. And here to talk with us about it uh, are old pals Ann Herberger. Hey, Ann. Hi, Tom. Hello, Ann. Keisha Zoller's back with us. Hey, Keisha. Hi. Hello. Neville Doily is here as well. Hey, Neville. How are you? How are you doing? And of course, Robert George and over his shoulder, Mike Bloomberg, who we will at the <laughs> end of this sure, podcast, Bloomberg will sure endorse. Robert does a fair job of, uh, of uh, representing Bloomberg or he's going to fire him Monday morning. That's right. We're going <laughs> to we're going to promise you that Mike Bloomberg's endorsement will be revealed on this episode. No pressure. Uh, so as you've heard, two two Senate race happening in Georgia. Uh, David Perdue uh, going head to head with John Ossoff. John Ossoff, one of my favorite Democratic politicians because he answers the question, if you give a white guy a suit, will he run for office? Yes. Uh, and uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock uh, up against Kelly Loeffler. Raphael Warnock, Reverend uh, 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 and uh, notable preacher down the Atlanta area. Kelly Loeffler, as you may have noted, made a bundle uh, because COVID was coming. <laughs> so... <laughs> What a wonderful world we live in. Uh, but more importantly than that, that will th these two races will uh, dictate control of the Senate. They will happen on January 5th. Uh, they're currently, uh, in the next Congress, there will be, as of now, 50 Republicans and 48 Democrats. Uh, uh, if two of these seats are won by the Democrats, then uh, future Vice President Kamala Harris will be the deciding vote and thus Democrats will control the majority. Uh, if either of these are lost, Mitch McConnell's in charge for another two years. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that makes you feel good to say out loud. Uh, this is, and Georgia became a very, has become one of the more interesting states. It's sort of, I feel like as, as, as late as September, we were like, yeah, maybe Democrats will make a play in Georgia for the presidential race, but really, you know, the, the path to 270 is through those Rust Belt states. And, and suddenly, as the months went on, uh, Robert, I think you were the one who, who called this out earliest people I know, is like suddenly out of nowhere, you know, Barack Obama wasn't going to Florida for Joe Biden, he was going to Georgia for Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> You know, there was, you know, which which dictated that behind the scenes, there were rumblings that maybe Georgia could flip. And sure enough, uh, uh, Joe Biden became the first Democrat since Bill Clinton back in 1992, uh, when I was just nine years old, uh, to win the state of Georgia. Uh, and Georgia is very, I think, almost perfectly representative of, of the sort of changing, the shifting country that we live in. It's a state, you know, it's a state that was solidly red forever. Uh, it seems like, or at least in the modern era, uh, but you, you've seen changes in the Atlanta suburbs that have, have really helped move things in a, in a more swing state direction. And even as much as, you know, I think we've talked a lot about the recent history of the Stacey Abrams campaign in 2018, but uh, I was listening to our, our to, to 538 about this earlier, and apparently like, you know, statewide races have been relatively close in Georgia for state elections for, for you know, maybe a decade or so. So, uh, it's a state that's changing, uh, and uh, you know the fate of the republic itself may very well hang on it, or at least you know the United States Senate. Uh, so, so with that in mind, Neville, you you're living in Georgia. We're going to start with you. What's it like on the ground in Georgia right now, uh, knowing that the 2020 election will not end in your states? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's not going to end until January 4th, 5th, something like that. But um, 
it's uh it's painful honestly it's less more commercials than you can shake a stick at <laughs> and more flyers in your mailbox i came home today and this morning from going wherever i was going this morning i on my door was a david purdue you know uh like you know those tags that hang on your door vote for david purdue and all that kind of stuff and i'm like man i'm so over this and i'm you know i'm just to be blunt with you guys i want to the republicans to keep the Senate because obviously I'm on the right. But I'd rather, I, the, the perfect situation for me was Biden winning because I didn't want Trump being president anymore. And the Republicans keeping the Senate. That's what I wanted. Gridlock for me is good. Um, this government can do less, which obviously is what I like. I like government to do less. But, um, but yes. So I, I really believe that, I believe Purdue will win um, rather, not easily, I won't say easily. I think he'll win though, maybe by two points like he did before, two, maybe three. I don't know about the Leffler and Leffler is to me a horrible candidate, just terrible. I'm not, I, I, I don't know if I've met a worse politician than she is. She, 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 she went from, uh, you know, the governor picked her to like, you know, to, uh, like work in the suburbs because he wanted a woman like a more softer, you know, softer look to work in the suburbs of Atlanta. And she went the straight QAnon when, this, when the primary came on, just started, you know, this uh, lady up in North Georgia that, that she went to. And then she just started, she, she turned into a Trumper just really quickly. And that's, he, he didn't pick Doug Collins for that reason. He was, um, and so he tried to, you know, he tried to pick her so she could, um, she could, uh, you know, uh, to get some more suburban, suburban, the suburban white women, basically. And it didn't work. And I now, and she's just, and she's, she's a bad candidate. And, and Warnock has spent the whole entire, the whole entire, um, you know, primary, just building a narrative about himself not the, the, before the election. And since, you know, you know, in September, October, November, telling his story and building up his, his Q number, his Q rating and his, 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 his positives. And, now she she's going after them because nobody hit him during the during the before the election. Nobody hit him down here at all. Yeah. He just he just had to he had it to himself. He was just basically building up his narrative, telling a nice story, and he was impressive to me. And I'm not you know obviously I'm not a, a voter for him. I'm not, I didn't vote for him in the primary. I didn't vote for a lawful either. But I'm, I, I as a as a as a conservative, I'm actually considering voting for him in the primary. I, I think it's I, I honestly think it has a good chance to split. I think like I said, I think. Purdue will win, and I, I honestly think Warnock has a really strong chance of beating Lawler because she's just that bad a candidate. And even though they're bringing the Reverend Wright stuff up to him, and they're bringing all this other stuff, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm sure they're going to drop him in that they haven't dropped on him yet. But the stuff they're doing now, I'm not sure if it's going to the, the the narrative that he's already put himself, you know, is already presented for himself the last three months before the election. I don't know if that's going to be enough to tear that down. You know what I mean? Right. So it'll depend on it'll depend on turnout. Obviously, if the people come back out for him. The Democrats come back out for him. He'll have a shot of winning, but because I don't see there's like I don't think there's going to be a lot in the suburbs area. The suburbs, you know, Lawler would do well in the, in the redder parts of the area, but in Atlanta, where all the people live here, and which where I live in the northern suburbs of Atlanta, that's where they're going to have to win. And I'm not sure that Lawler thing with him bringing up Reverend Wright and it's going to work, especially when he's running the commercial back with the coronavirus thing, where she, she got the, you know, the tips from the, uh, you know, in, in March when it started and then she sold off all the stocks right, and right. you're running that commercial like crazy. And it's a strong commercial because she's not fighting back against it. So 
I'm not sure. I think he has a shot, but maybe Georgia, you know, maybe maybe she doesn't. Maybe I'm just overlooking stuff, and I'm I, I'm kind of wanting. Maybe I'm wish casting like for myself, but that's how I feel it's going at the moment. I think two. So so two little bits of context, just so so folks who might not be as familiar with Georgia situations. Kelly Loeffler replaced uh, someone in the United Isaacson, States. Johnny Isaacson. Johnny Isaacson. Thank you. Uh, she replaced him, and a special election was called. And that election was what was referred to as sort of like a jungle primary style thing, where everyone, everyone, you know, there were no parties. Everyone could run. Uh, Warnock more or less, you know, consolidated the Democratic support. Loeffler was split between her and I think it was Doug Collins. Uh, Doug Collins yeah. And so the two of them, Collins and Loeffler, kind of went after each other. Interesting thing I've learned, by the way, part of why Loeffler was picked, maybe you're right, that might have been an approach to the suburbs. Uh, it is my understanding that that is one of McConnell's rules for replacement senators is he wants women appointed as replacement senators for the GOP whenever possible uh, because he, you know, because he's a champion for feminism, let's say. And it's, and it's, and it's, worked, it's, it's worked the two. It's, it's worked the last two cycles in Arizona with Martha yeah. McSally. Right. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Martha McSally, <laughs> boy, <laughs> uh, the wow. number of times that one, she should run again uh, just to get the hat <laughs> well, trick. Well, Tom, that's what happened in the special election uh, in November. Meanwhile, Purdue's seat was just up for election, and uh, uh, neither he nor Ossoff hit fifty percent, and that immediately. Right. Was so so folks know. And that is why we have two runoffs in the state of Georgia. Uh, go ahead, Robert. Sorry, you were starting. To... Uh, well, no, it's just, uh, uh, well, well, part of it was, it was, it was, it was a more humorous observation that uh, the, 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 uh, the Democrats are, are, are the, the, the Democrats' best path to the majority is to have Martha McSally um, appointed in multiple states around the country and, uh, <laughs> run, and, run, and run against her in all these special elections. Um, but 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 um, but but on a on a on a more uh, on a more serious note, uh, I was I was I was taken by by Neville's kind of snapshot um, of what's going on down there because the I guess the the broader consensus has been that uh, that um, that the races down there will go in the same direction. You know that either either you know um, both Republicans win or both um, or both Democrats win. And I was just kind of taken by your your, your sense that you think that it, it, it there could actually be there could actually be a split. Um, I really believe that. No, I, I and I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm, I'm no I'm a political expert or anything. I'm just thinking that I I've been down here and I've lived down here obviously, and I saw all that happened before November third. And I saw uh, that people were really high on Warnock as far as just as a person, okay, as his biography, built his biography with all the commercials with, you know, all the nice commercials he did basically building his part and nobody attacked him at that time. So they have, a lot of the Georgians are going to have that kind of image of them in their head. And then they start running the stuff with the Reverend Wright and the communist stuff and all this kind of stuff. I, I guess the I guess the I guess the line that he used that, that has gotten him in some trouble, um, or and I, may, and I think it was taken out of context at a, at a sermon where he said, "Well, um, uh, a, a person cannot serve both um, both God and the military," which was basically a riff uh, off of. Uh, from the Bible, whereas you know, which any Christian would know what, what says, he meant. But yeah, but but but, but the, the, the hammering, I guess, the Republicans are saying now, particularly. In, I mean, I remember um, my um, um, my my sister and my nieces 
um, uh, lived 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 down in Atlanta, and I remember, you know, when I was going down to visit uh, visit my sister, I think when she was on just daughter number one at the time. Um, this is about this is about ten about ten years ago. When you go into uh, when you come into the um, the Georgia the, the Atlanta the Atlanta airport, uh, you're always kind of stunned by how many um, 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 you know, military types, army types are either you know, just getting home from a deployment or just getting ready to go off on one. And there'll be these, they'll, you'll, you'll see like a whole, um, uh, you know, a, a, a whole a bunch of them coming in at the same time. And the, um, the, the people waiting, the, the people waiting um, for their flights or waiting for f flights to come in, they just like almost, almost everybody stands up at the same time and starts applauding and so forth. I mean, it's a very, it's a very military, um, there's a very military culture um, down there. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that the Republicans, you know, look at the numbers and they figure this is, this is something that they can try and hammer, hammer him on, even though it is, it, it is actually a line from the Bible. It seems strange to me because Marco Rubio posts Bible verses every week. So I guess that means he read it all. I can't, I guess he yeah. missed that page. Um, <laughs> must have missed it. Anne, yeah. please go um, ahead. Well, I'm just going to repeat a line that I've said to you all when we have been together at the, at the pit uh, underground. Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. Mm -hmm. So here's where I think you know, Democrats win both seats. If they follow the rules of engagement of politics that they did for the presidential election and stop talking about the progressive versus the moderate and the purity test of this and the purity test of that and focus every bit of, of time, energy, and money on these two Senate races, they can win them. I agree with you, Neville, on Warnick. I think that he has um, really done, I get emails from him, you know, and I read them and I'm very, very impressed. And Kelly Leffler is an embarrassment to the Republican Party. I can say I think Asaf has very smartly also put together that Warnock is more popular than him and seems right. to be like going right. out of his way to be like I'll be his sidekick and people are yeah. like oh I guess so do, do, do. yeah <laughs> um, yeah I think a thing that was interesting to me that I didn't realize this and I you know I uh, five thirty eight has a great podcast out about Georgia and how it trended blue and what that could mean for these Senate races which is to say that uh, both, you know, for years, like the strategy for Democrats running in Georgia was that the standard Democratic strategy, which is, uh, which is, you know, try and persuade that persuadable middle and, and show that, like, I think it was Jason, Jimmy Carter's uh, grandson who ran back in 2014, Jason yes, Carter, sure. who ran as an NRA Democrat and got blown out of the water, whereas Stacey Abrams ran as, I think, probably not as progressive as, say, like, you know, AOC did here in New York, right. more progressive than the average Southern Democrat, and she brought it pretty close. And the point that was made was that the strategy both parties have adopted is they moved away from the find the persuadable middle and more towards the like fire up your bases. Uh, and what's fascinating to me, what makes this so interesting to me beyond the, the exactly as you said, Anne, that sort of like getting all in on, on the positive message, the other question is who shows up to vote on a January right. 5th runoff? A question that I that I'm fascinated. I don't know. Yeah, will Trump voters show up to vote without Donald Trump on the ballot? Will people who voted for Joe Biden because they didn't like Donald Trump show up to vote 
for you know Republican senators. You know, like exactly or, like it's a, yeah. a, it, or and lastly, again, can't say this enough, the Tuesday after New Year's Day. Like, who's even remembering that they have to vote? You know, I imagine this will be a higher turnout runoff because of the attention that's already lavished on it than the usual one. But Doug Jones became a senator in Alabama in part right. because he ran against a monster, but also in part because it was a runoff and people didn't show up. Well, uh, and, his and voters did. Yeah, and you make a good point, Tom. It, it is a runoff. So we have to expect that numbers are going to be down. But I, I'd even add one more group to there. Do traditional Republicans, not Trump Republicans, but traditional Republicans who always vote, who are kind of super voters, and sort of the traditional Democrats show up? It, yeah. is, that the, is that who shows up for these uh, runoffs? are on exactly two days after the day is january 2nd or 3rd january 5th, january 5th. January 5th. sorry sorry but yeah you come off of of the holidays but you know maybe there won't be holidays and people will focus on this well i think one of the things to it, 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 the wild card in this of course is you know our uh, you know our good bad or, uh, orange man bad uh yeah. is 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 donald is donald trump because uh, um, the 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 extended the extended transition non non transition uh, has 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 created a uh, a, a problematic messaging um, uh, issue for uh, for for Republicans. Their instinct their instinct is um, we need to put uh, Purdue and Loeffler back into the Senate to act as a check. On on President Biden, that that, that is the way um, nine out of ten Republican races um, in the past would be um, would be would be would be run. Right. Right. Um, but uh, th th they don't want to do that because they don't want to offend um, the President Trump, who's who's basically saying that he's still he's still the president now. The smarter pl pl the smarter pl play to to do would be just to say something like. Um, we need um, we need these folks in the Senate to continuing um, pushing as uh, uh, to, uh, to allowing a, as conservative judge as conservative judges as is possible um, uh, in the in the in the coming year without mentioning who the who the president who the president is. Yeah. But once again, Donald Trump's agenda can Donald be Trump up, Donald Trump Donald Trump upends everything. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's and and, and, and here. You know, with with the the runoff, we're getting like I said, we're getting bombarded with commercials. We're getting bombarded with you know flyers and all type of stuff. And and I really feel that it's going to come down to the the outer the outer ring of Atlanta, the suburbs of Atlanta. If those people that voted for Biden, but then voted Republican down ticket, because you know obviously Purdue ran ahead of Trump, mm -hmm. so that made that little section of voters there. If they're going to come back out and vote for Purdue and also vote for Loeffler, or that's what I'm feeling that some of those voters will vote for Purdue and also vote for Warnock. And I, I really, I, I don't, like I said, I'm not basing this off anything. I'm not basing this off anything. This is a feeling I have, and I've been wrong about I, I thought, you know, Hillary would win 40 states, so what do I know? Um, the, the, um, this is a feeling I have that the narrative that Warnock has built for himself. Uh, it's not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to rip it down, at least not yet. I mean, this is it's still early. So they still have a month and a half to, to tear him right. tear him apart, honestly. So I'm just saying from right now, from what I've seen, I don't see that the, the 
Reverend Wright stuff that they're trying to pull right now is going to be enough, especially when he's fighting back with the coronavirus, you know, you know, uh, stock trading stuff that he's putting on her. And a lot of and that he's he's really hitting her with that stock trade commercial. It's, it's really it's a really straightforward commercial. You can read and understand really quickly. If you, I know you can look it up on YouTube, probably can see it. And that kind of commercial is going to be really strong because really, like I said, it's really simple to understand, you know, exactly what happened. And she has no answer for it. So it's, uh, you know, it, 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 I really feel that he has a shot. He has a shot to, to be. Well, you know, her best think, you know, her, her part of it is her, her, her problem, um, bless you, um, her, her problem you. is that her best argument, her best argument is, well, the FBI is not investigating me like they were investigating Robert Richard Burr. You know, I mean, so that's that, that's a, that, that's yeah. a little awkward. If and, I'm so corrupt, how come no one's investigated me publicly? Right. Yet? And to 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 expand on the point made before that Ossoff realizes that that Warnock has um as 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 a better uh, sense of you know charisma about him, and so they're trying to like kind of run as a ticket. Um, I think the Democrats would be kind of smart to, you know, just, you know, to, to try and portray um, Leffler and Purdue as the one stock the twins. The, the, the stock yeah. twins, yes. I yeah. mean, yeah. The, the, the wonder, the wonder stock twins. Isn't it great? You know, we, we, we have two, we've got two senators, we've got two senators here who get a nice little tip of, what, of, of how to survive in a, in a, in a COVID, a COVID economy. And, you know, do they use that knowledge to help everyday Georgians? No, instead they figure, how do I cash in? How do I cash out on this? That's a, I, I mean, I, I think that's a, powerful a pretty, message. that's a powerful message, you know, regardless of what's, regardless of what's they hearing. I also think the, the thing, the, the, uh, what we've referenced that the, the sermons that Warnock gave that, that have these sort of potentially controversial comments and I'm, I, I think what's being ignored uh, is that these are things that are, would be controversial, like they might be controversial to white Americans, in particular, like white Christians, but you have a growing, you know, growing racial diversity in Georgia. And like, I think, you know, it sounds to me, I, you know, uh, as I understand it, like what he said, not particularly rare for any black church in America or particularly in the South, like the kind of thing you might hear. And even if people might disagree with the sentiment, it would be, it seems like it would be viewed a little more with a little more nuance and a little bit more like, well, what did he mean? Whereas, you know, like, like, as opposed to like a the few stock years ago. trade thing is a lot, lot exactly. more straightforward where you yeah. can understand it where the, the Warnock, right. you know, the Warnock thing, he's not going to, you're, you're going to hear that in any black church, not any black church, I'm not saying that, I don't want to generalize, but you're going to, you're, in the South, black people are not going to be, you know, scared of that. And even most, yeah. even most white people here, the rural white people would hear that in their churches. So yeah. I'm not going to say, or so, or something, something to that, uh, something to that uh, aspect. Um, so I'm not going to say that. What I, what I would think is that where it hurt him is, like I said, in the, in the college, in the, the counties around Atlanta, in the suburbs with the, the, the suburban white women, or even black women, or Hispanic women, Asian women, where they do not, maybe don't hear that, and they're not as religious. That is a part, I think that's where, where Lawler is trying to get to and trying to turn those people back to her that maybe voted for Biden and are not sure about her, but they're, they're not sure about, they want to vote for Warnock. They're not sure they want to vote by her. So they're trying to maybe, she's trying to maybe just pin that to him a little bit, make him a little bit scary where they'll say, okay, well, let me just stick to my, I'm a Republican anyways. I just vote for Biden because I didn't like Trump. And maybe I'll, 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 I'll vote for Lawler, even though I don't really like her, but he's kind of, you know, dangerous or whatever. So I think that's what he's trying to do with that. I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe it will. I don't know. Yeah, I think also generally when those moves work, they work 
not just because it paints you know the candidate the candidate who says them into one corner but like usually the opponent might embody something that people like the opposite of that like i think i always think like bush versus Kerry. like part of why those many slams on why it stuck so well is like it made Kerry look like a flip-flopper while also like bush you know bush's credit like bush's you know image was straight shooter like no matter like whether you agreed with them or not and so like it not only made Kerry look bad it highlighted what was good about his opponent I don't see what in that comment highlights what's good about Loeffler beyond like she's right. like, unless the unless the Republican Party is now all in on on Satanism <laughs> like she's yeah. like she's not a, she doesn't go to church uh, which it's not impossible who knows where we're going in the next decade like I feel like I remember so firmly a time when the the man who is currently the president of uh, uh, you know and is the Republican Party standard bearer everything he represented would be the thing that every Republican I know would talk about as being terrible and loathsome. And now he's the president. So who knows? Right. Uh, um, uh, I think it's, it's, we're going to keep an eye on this race and I think we'll probably do a few more shows about it as, as it comes along. But like, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating to me what I think and what's smart about those pushbacks. And I think Neville, in terms of what you're making the point, the, the ad that Warnock has had, I think w the risk, and I say this to all my friends on the left, like if you want to do something, if you're someone on the left and you want to help these campaigns, open that checkbook, right. <laughs> you know, uh, because the last thing they want is this to become a nationalized race uh, where everyone, you know, like where, where, where everything from Washington comes to bear in Georgia. Uh, let it be about right. what's going on. I'll, I'll be fine as long as one of them win. That's, you know, that's, that's all I <laughs> One of the two right. Republicans? One of, as long as one of them win and the Republicans keep the Senate and we can, you know, have gridlock, which I like. Well, <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I think we will call it for this episode. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tom's not happy with that. Tom's well, not happy with less that. Less about the policy and more. We live in New York City, so gridlock is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the yeah. worst things you can run into. Uh, thank you so much for your time on that uh, time on this conversation. More, more to come on Georgia Senate. Ned Thorne, star wipe us out of here. Shh.